traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, horsemen. Great day here in South Florida. Hope you guys had a good week. A lot of good things are starting to roll now. The winter season is getting ready to take off here. I've got a lot of Halloween shows at all the horse parks all across the country. A lot of farms have got a lot of Halloween uh, uh, horse shows going, so just about anywhere you look. So Google them. Google Halloween horse shows, and that'll tell you where they're at in your area, and you can get out and take a look at them. It's really kind of interesting to see uh, the kids uh, like to decorate their horses up and put them in costumes, and it's amazing at some of the things that you'll see. Uh, you know, at, at these horse shows. So, you know, Google Halloween horse shows for your area and go out and take a take a peek and see who's scaring who. Uh, that'll be a great time for the whole family to go to. Um, I got to talk to you about today. Uh, we're, every week for the last two years, we've been kind of, you know, fumbling around and trying to see which would be the best thing to do. And and uh, IENTV.org, I, I used to have standard breads and had show jumping and uh, had horse sales, had a little bit of everything. And, and the doggone, you know, website was so big and it was so, um, uh, you know, such a struggle to keep it up to date every day because you got horse, uh, you know, horse sales, uh, you got to horse racing changing every day. So, you know, we, we kind of started looking at how to condense it. Uh, I can always expand back out to, um, you know, the horse shows and, and all the things that we started out with. Uh, that's easy to add to, uh, you know. Uh, so now we have INTV.org, and I stamp pretty much the way, you know, I want it. It, it gives kind of uh, all the information that you need, you know, basically. Uh, for example, like today, uh, 10-13, Friday the 13th, um, when you go to IENTV.org, we got At The Wire. At The Wire is um, uh, horse racing. Uh, we named it At The Wire because that's what's most important is At The Wire. <laughs> All the other stuff, you know, uh, that you can add into the information on there is great, but it's mainly what what's At The Wire. And we have... Um, uh, with Naira, uh, we have America's Day at the races. Uh, it's really, it's really a, a good program. Uh, very enlightening. You have professional uh, uh, announcers and, and people talking about the races, and and you get to see, you know, a whole slew of races uh, uh, from all across the country. And that's really, really uh, fun to watch because you know wherever you're at, uh, whatever kind of. Um, you know, uh, internet or, you know, iPhone or whatever you have, uh, you can come to IENTV.org and you can see racing live. Now you could go directly to American Day at the races or whatever. But what I like about when you come to IEN, you have a multitude of, uh, racing and, and horse, horse thoroughbred shows, you know, on our website with just one click. And so that's America's Day at the races and it's live right now. Um, then we come down to uh, equestrian life made easy. I'm always thinking about the equestrians, uh, you know, how we can make, make their life a little bit easier. Um, we have a farm, uh, the farm of the week, 
um, Legends of the Land. It's about Spencer Thorne in Kentucky. And that's the home of past, present, and future champions. Uh, it's a good behind-the-scenes look at uh, Spencer Thorne. It kind of gives you an idea of what, you know, the thoroughbred industry is about. You know, it all starts at the farm with the owner. And, and it's, it's really it's a nice little uh, video clip there that you, I think everybody will like. And the reason we do Farm of the Week is we like to promote the different farms that are up and coming and, and ones that have had a history, you know, in a past. Uh, so it's always something different every week, you know, and something that you'll like and very educational. And all these farms that you see on there, um, you can go to their website and, and find out their location. And then you can go visit their farm, like if you're in Lexington or Ocala or California or what have you. Most all these farms that we put up have um, farm tours. And it's really good, uh, a good time uh, for the whole family. You can spend the whole day at the farm, touring the farm, seeing the horses, seeing the past horses that have won Kentucky Derbies and, and you know, are legends in their own. Uh, you can see horses that are, are uh, yearlings and wheelings that are going to be racing. And then you can see the uh, race horses that they've had on the track that, you know, have won the Kentucky Derby and, and the Breeders' Cup and the, the Preakness and the Belmont. Um, so that, that's a good, good uh, you know, time to go see with the family. It's a good family thing. Then we have um, our equine business of the week. And what I like about the equine business of the week, I like to uh, highlight uh, uh, a business that uh, is uh, good to all breeds, uh, just not the thoroughbreds, but for all breeds. And we have farms that uh, their their slogan is "We are horse health." Um, if you call uh, uh, farm vet, uh, you can find out all your equine needs are answered just by asking. They literally have any and everything. Um, there, they've got good uh, people there. They can answer your questions if you're wanting to know about a certain bandage or certain liniment, uh, you know, farm vet's really good at it. And when you go to the website, they got a lot of um, videos, YouTube videos that you can that you can look at and they can help you with it. But what I like about farm vet is they can drop ship anywhere that you go. Uh, wherever you go, you sell them where you're at and they will get it to you, you know, uh, through a, a drop ship. And that's really important because, um, you know, I'll give you a good example. Let's say you're going from Florida to New York, and you don't want to uh, load yourself down with a lot of uh, uh, equipment, tack, you know, or what have you. And, and you can you can actually call Farm Vet and tell them, you know, you'll need a gallon of alcohol at Belmont Park. Uh, you know, you'll need, um, you know, uh, bandages. Uh, you'll need vet wrap. Uh, you can place your order right there. They bundle it all up, and they'll send it right to you, whatever track or whatever show horse show you're at, you know, whatever farm you're at. Uh, farm Vet is really good about that. They've got a lot of different um, uh, setups at, at the different horse shows. Uh, they're at Wellington, uh, at the Winter Question Festival. Uh, you can get find them in Ocala. You know, wherever you're at, uh, Kentucky, 
Uh, all you got to do is go to their website, and they'll, they'll tell you how they can get it to you and get it to you right away. You don't have to wait, you know, a week to get it. And Farm Vet is really good. They take care of the horsemen, and they're horsemen helping horsemen. That's what I like about uh, Farm Vet. Uh, they're really good about it. And then the other thing, Equestrian Life Made Easy, and that's why we're doing the farm, and that's why we're doing about Farm Vet, and we're doing about uh, feeding your horse. Uh, feeding your horse is really important. Um, with traveling and the places that you go and the things that you do, uh, there's all kinds of changes that can happen in a horse's life when you're out on the road, especially with the thoroughbreds when you're traveling. Uh, you know, same same thing with show horses and standard bred horses. But um, what I like about hallway feed, um, you know, they can ship to you anywhere. Uh, what what I like about them is if you've got a certain feed that you've got your horse on in Florida. If you go to New York, California, Canada, if you go to Europe, if you go to Asia, um, even go to Australia, um, Farm Vet can get you that same feed that your horse is on day in and day out, delivered to you at that racetrack or at that horse show. And that's very important, you know, to your horse to keep them on a regular routine where you don't have to change them, uh, change them out feeds or anything like that. And they'll take good care of you. Hallway feeds are very, very uh, uh, helpful. They can tell you if you got a problem with your horse not eating, uh, your horse needs to gain weight, needs to lose weight, um, you know, right in the height of the um, racing season or show season, Hallway Feeds is there for you. And if you go to hallwayfeeds.com, you can see what all they have, how they manufacture the feed, and it tells you the whole story. And when once you see their videos and see their website, you'll breathe a sigh of relief knowing that you can get your horse feed wherever you go. And that, that's very, uh, very comforting, not only for the horse, but for the owner and the trainer, knowing that, you know, they're staying uh, with the program. And then, um, you know, I tell you, out on the road like I've been, I've been to 12 different countries. I've gone over a million miles on the ground, over a million miles in the air, in the horse business, and in my uh, my career of about 26 years, or uh, you know, maybe even longer, maybe 26 in in a week. But um, we have quick links, and I found that Travago.com uh, is the best place in the world, so that you can get your hotels, rent a cars. You know, whatever. And they're really good at it. It's a one-click uh, stop with them. Uh, they can get you lined up with whatever you need, wherever you're going. And that's both domestic and international. And that really helps. And I've never had a bad room from Travago. Never had a, uh, you know, a problem. They've always been right there on top of it. And, and their pricing is really excellent. It's, it's really good. Then we have the weather.com. And you don't know how many times I've been out on the road, going down the road and, you know, see clouds here. And, you know, you wonder how long it's going to be or where it's going to be. And, you know, if you can pull off to the side of the road and and uh, go to weather.com, you can check out the weather that's in front of you, uh, the weather where you're at, and the weather where you're going. And not only can you get it for that day and that hour, you can get it for the week, and that really helps you when you're out on the road with your horses. 
you know, knowing what to prepare for. And, you know, if you have to, if you see a storm down the road somewhere, you might have to stop and, uh, you know, water your horses and just lay, you know, uh, rest them up for 30 minutes or, you know, a half hour, an hour, uh, that type of thing until the weather pass. But the weather.com is the best friend you can have because you can start your day with weather.com. During the day, you can go to it. And at nighttime, you can go to it. And it helps you plan out and organize your trip, which is really good. And then along with uh, weather.com, we have MapQuest. And MapQuest is really great because uh, it can get you where you need to go. It can tell you about traffic delays. It can tell you about, um, you know, what roads to take for a truck. And, and there's several times back in the day years ago, um, we had uh, the Garmin uh, uh, GPS system. Uh, a lot of the GPS systems didn't have, um, you know, a GPS system for trucks. And there's four or five times in my career I've been rolling down the road, and all of a sudden you see a sign that pops up, pops up and says, uh, you know, low, low uh, bridge, uh, no trucks. And, and so that's really, uh, you know, really uh, hurts when you're out in the road because now you, you're fumbling around trying to find out how to get around this bridge and, you know, where to go. But at mapquest.com, uh, they have uh, truck routes. And that's what I like about it because they'll send you, if, if you're going, like, say, to New York, and you put in there and you put truck route, it'll tell you about toll roads. It'll tell you about, um, you know, bridge, low bridges, uh, roads that you can go on, roads that you can't, traffic patterns. Uh, it, it tells you everything. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's, it's like you're actually there when you put up there and it says, okay, you're going to, uh, Atlanta. And, and instead of taking the, uh, uh, road straight through to Atlanta up 75, and there's a rack or something on there. It'll tell you to take the Macon bypass and uh, you'll, you'll skirt around that. Uh, you know, there, there are so many things that there that's, uh, MapQuest has and it's really great. And I like it. And I, I suggest everybody get it. And what I like about it is it's free. All these things that I'm giving you here and all these links I'm giving you here is free. And, and, and it really helps you. And, we have a, a company on on with us. It's called Ship.com, S-H-I-P-T.com. And what I like about Ship.com is you can order your groceries. Uh, you can order. Uh, it's got Walgreens. It's got CVS. Um, it's got everything on, on there that you could possibly you know need. And with Ship.com, it's a membership, and it costs around ninety nine dollars a year. And uh, it's really well worth it. All you've got to do is spend $35 um, an order, and your your uh, shipping, your delivery fee is free. And that's what I like. It's really good. So you could be at the horse park in Kentucky in your um, Keystone Montana RV, and uh, next thing you know, uh, you're sitting there, and you're getting hungry, and you don't want to have to fight the traffic. You know, to get out to the store, you know, you just need that extra time that that you don't have to go shopping. And uh, you can go online and you can order everything, and all the all the prices are in store prices. There's no extra money tied onto it. So, you know, like I get my uh, my a lot of my stuff, uh, you know, from ship, and milk is like three oh three a gallon. 
which is fantastic. And they deliver that to you right at your uh, barn or, or your house or the farm or, you know, your RV, wherever you're at. It ain't even delivered to your hotel room. And uh, when I was sick in the hospital um, with cancer, uh, when I started feeling better and wanted to get some things done, I ordered from ship, and they delivered to me right in the hotel room. And, and, and I mean, in the hospital room. And, and they'll deliver it to you right in the hotel room, wherever you're at. You know, that's, that's a great, great horseman helper right there. And then, of course, naturally, you can't leave out Walmart. <laughs> Walmart is, uh, you know, they really got any and everything. Um, you know, the only thing bad about this, when you order for Walmart, they'll ship right to your house, to your farm, uh, you know, to the racetrack, or to where showgrounds, wherever you're at. The only thing about bad about Walmart uh, delivery is the fact you don't get the show. You don't get the Walmart show when you go, when you order from them online. You know, you don't get to see all the crazies that, that are there. And that's the only drawback to Walmart. And then um, one thing that I believe that's really important is for the horsemen to know is to know the rules and regulations for wherever they're, you know, going to. And uh, with HISA, H-I-S-A dot org, they're the um, uh, Fair Fair Trade Commission, the FTC, um, they put all the rules and regulations together. They're trying to combine them so that all states are on the same playing field. So, like, for example, if you can have Lasix in Kentucky, uh, you know, the, the rules and regulations for uh, to administer that to your horse on uh, race day is all, all the same as it is in Maryland and Pennsylvania and California and Kentucky and, you know, Florida, that type of thing. They have a lot of things on there. They can answer questions for you, um, you know, about what to do and where to go and who to contact. And it's uh, they've had a good year last year. Uh, a lot of good things were coming along. Um, they were trying to make it universal so that it would cover um, uh, standard breads and show horses and everything. But it was just uh, a task that was just too big. So now they're just strictly concentrating on the thoroughbred uh, end of it. And uh, they've got all kinds of rules and regulations there that you can uh, be with and and everything. But that, that's a quick link. So th- those links that that we have there are just about everything that you can uh, do, you know, need as a horseman. Uh, they can fulfill those needs. Uh, there's a couple of uh, other ones that we're going to be uh, adding, uh, you know, this, this week. Uh, uh, just so that you know... Uh, uh, if you need to get to a veterinarian, we're going to have a link that will give you a, a, a direct link to veterinarians anywhere you're at. And that's going to, that's going to really help, you know, to do things. Um, so that, that's the kind of things that we're trying to do here is get a one-stop shop for everybody to, you know, to go to on, on, uh, intv.org. Um, then we have, uh, equine transportation. Uh, that's very important uh, to have a link on here that can get you to the right spots at the right time. Um, the the link we're going to expand on that on Monday, uh, and we're going to have um, uh, central numbers that you can get and and uh, throughout the United States that can get you 
um, you know, equine transportation, whether it's for one horse or 40 horses, you know, you're going to be able to get there and get a good price on it. Uh, the, the one important thing that we have on, on that link is the fact if you're in, uh, let's say Ocala and you need, and you break down, or if you're going to Ocala or if you're going to Illinois or Missouri or South Dakota, uh, you know, we'll have a link there that you can get to that will get you uh, you know, transportation immediately, uh, you know, that type of thing. And we'll also have a link on there that will um, link you to the nearest um, mechanic that can help you uh, repair your vehicle, change a tire, you know, whatever you need to be done, you know, from a mechanic standpoint. You'll have one click on there and it'll take you right to them. And also, uh, these are all things that we want to make sure that the horsemen have available to them. And it's all free. It's just all you got to do is come to our website, and it's all free. You know, you just click on it, and it gets you right there. And then one of the things that I really like is uh, we have a equestrian of the week. And this this week we've got Julie Crone. Uh, she's been in the business for a long time, and she does a lot. And there's a nice little video there about Julie Crone and, and what she's done you know, in her career, uh, you know, it's kind of exciting to see people uh, outside the winter circle. You know, you see everybody on the, in the winter circle, oh, you know, Julie Crone won the Belmont, you know, first woman ever. Uh, you know, you have that there, and, and, and that's what we're trying to do is take those that theirs and see how they got there. And, uh, you know, it goes behind the scenes, talks to Julie a little bit, uh, you know, about the different things. And, and we're looking for all kinds of athletes. We're looking for, uh, trainers, uh, jockeys, uh, you know, grooms, uh, owners. Uh, we, we just want anybody associated with the equestrian industry, you know, to put their story up and, and let them, let the equestrian industry know who they are. Uh, you know, it could be a groom on the racetrack. It could be a farm manager. Um, it could be an equine transportation uh, driver. Uh, there's all kinds of things that we can do in the equine industry uh, that are there. Uh, we've got one that's coming up, and it's going to be about a, a lady that um, uh, she's a cook at uh, Churchill Downs, and she runs the kitchen. And that's what we want to do is, you know, she's part of the equine industry. And that's the thing that, that uh, you know, we're trying to uh, tell people about how many people touch this industry, you know, in your area. Um, then we come down and we like today, we've got the Keeneland live feed uh, from Lexington, Kentucky. Um, we want your equine event in this section of, of IENTV.org. And I, I don't care whether it's racing, whether it's the breeding farm, uh, if you're a van driver, if you're a vet tech, uh, you know, what, whatever your story is, we want your story. We want your equine event right here on IENTV.org. And we, we would love to have you. And all you got to do is uh, email us at IENEquineTV at gmail.com. And, uh, you, you know, we'll find out who you are, where you're at, what you're doing, and we'll get you up, you know, on our website. And we'll help promote your uh, your business, uh, you know. And it's all free. Like I said, this is all free. And then we have weekly programming. Um, 
this is the one that's uh, kind of interesting. We kind of do a little bit, uh, you know, uh, some things that are different. Uh, we have the International Equine Report, uh, which we have. Uh, it's a nice little 15-minute segment here. It's called the Florida Horse, and it's about the economic impact that the Florida Horse has on on uh, our industry and, and our living here in Florida. And you, it's amazing to hear the amount of money uh, that is being brought in by the Florida horses. So uh, Florida horses of all breeds, it's just unbelievable. You know, when you start, you know, seeing things like this. And then um, we we threw up something today. Um, it's uh, that's our international equine report on the Florida horse. There, the domestic equine report we have, we usually like like to limit it to the United States. But today, um, I had to put uh, an international uh, report up. And the reason I put it up is it's very exciting to watch. It's an international jumping competition against the clock. It's coming from um, Norway. And, uh, uh, you know, I tell you, it's exciting to watch it. It really is. Uh, these guys have got to go against the clock. It's a hard jumping, uh, you know, competition. Uh, one little mistake, and you know, and, it, and it'll affect your time. And and so we we wanted to put that up. That's the Longines FEI Jumping World Cup uh, from uh, Oslo, Norway, and um, that's that's exciting. Uh, you know, when you're going against the clock, any little bad step or mismanagement uh, of your route. Uh, you know, you're out of the competition. But um, we take you behind the scenes, and you can see how, how it goes there. And then, then I tell you, this is what you call too much having too much time on your hands. Um, being in the business like I've been, been through the Triple Crown, the Breeders' Cups, traveled all over the world to 12 different countries, and, and, all, and I've seen it all. You know, I literally have seen it all. And so in the time between... Uh, traveling from uh, Hong Kong or Japan back to the States or to Australia, you know, or to Canada, um, you get a lot of time to think. And that, that's when I'm uh, it's dangerous from when I got a lot of time to think for me. And it usually gets me in trouble. But uh, this one didn't. Um, I got to thinking about, uh, you know, going to the races and, and you know, like uh, the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, the Breeders' Cup, you know, that type of thing. And um, uh, I said, you know, this is a tradition. I, I realized that I was going on the same trip, bringing back horses from Japan over here to the U.S., you know, for racing or for sales. And it became a tradition that every every year uh, that I would go uh, to Japan, uh, you know, at a certain time and, uh, you know, see, see the, the trainers and the owners over there and bring horses back. And so I said, wow, I said, you know, this is a tradition, I guess, because I'm doing the same thing all the time. And then I came back and I said, here it is coming up derby time. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, in, in Churchill for, you know, 10 days or so. And, and so that's where pretty much I lived a lot of my life at, uh, was in, in the New Albany, Indiana area. So I got to thinking about it. There, there was traditions that we had there. Um, um, my cousin and I would go to Hooters, uh, you know, the Wednesday before the Derby and, 
and so we'd barbecue and and do things all during that week and and so then I'd go to Maryland and and you know we would do the barbecue thing there and the food and get together with friends that we normally see there that I normally see there and then same thing at the Belmont you know it, it was sort of a tradition the triple crown tradition and so I got to thinking what could I do to um let people know uh, about these traditions and so I got to thinking about it. a lot of people I know like are into the Kentucky Derby They're, they have no connection with the horses other than purely a visual you know uh, they watch the Derby they watch the, Pem- the Preakness they watch the Belmont and they usually have a lot of the friends over to their houses and you know they have a barbecue and and they um, you know put the horses numbers in a hat and they all pick out a number to see if they win and you know just stuff like that that they're doing and so i got to thinking about it uh, a lot of my friends have different kentucky, kentucky derby pimlico and belmont traditions and one of the main traditions that uh, churchill nouns is what they call kentucky bogu and it's like a it's like a beef stew it's got pork chicken you know whatever you want to put in it and it's really good. And they have a lot of uh, burger cook-offs and everything, you know, around Derby time. And then the other one was uh, Kentucky Derby pie. And, and, man, I tell you, it's good. It's got chocolate. It's got everything in it. And it's a tradition that you get a Kentucky Derby pie when you go to when you go to Kentucky or when you have a Derby, Kentucky Derby, uh, you know, party at your house, wherever you're living at. Well, they sell thousands of these pies. You have to get on a waiting list. And when you, when you go into Kentucky and it's a little there, you can actually go by the bakery. And when you go by, there's a long line of cars, and they're bringing Kentucky Derby pies out and putting them in your, in cars. And, I mean, not just one. You're doing five, six, maybe 10 or 12, you know, that they're putting in there. And you got to get on a waiting list. You know, you, you you just can't go up and order it. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable. And they sell thousands of those things every year. So, you know, that's part of the tradition. And so what we're going to do on, on Triple Crown Tradition is we're going to go to each track. We're going to go to Churchill Downs, Pimlico, and Belmont. And we're going to go to the Breeders' Cup. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick a Churchill Downs, and we're going to pick a trainer a jockey, you know, and an owner. And they're going to tell us about their Kentucky Derby traditions, what they do for Kentucky Derby. You know, we're going to see their food. We're going to see what they do. And then we're going to have a contest between the owner, the trainer, and and the jockey. And we're going to see who makes the best Kentucky Derby, you know, food. And then that winner uh, will select the only one, and then, and then we'll do the same thing at Pimlico, a trainer, um, you know, a, a jockey, you know, and an owner. And the theme at, uh, at uh, the Preakness will be uh, seafood, like the Maryland crab cakes, you know, that type of thing, what they have there at Pimlico. And we'll see the traditions in Pimlico. Then we'll go to Belmont, and we'll do the same thing with an owner, jockey, and trainer. And, and we're going to have... Um, uh, you know, a Belmont, uh, uh, spread like there's no tomorrow. Uh, it'll probably be, you know, steak and, and, you know, that type of thing. And we'll see just what the, 
the the um, traditions are, you know, at, at Belmont. And, you know, like Churchill Downs got the mint julep, the pre and the Preakness has uh, the black-eyed Susan in Belmont. You know, they've got a, a great Belmont drink, you know. It, it's You don't want to drink those uh, too early in the day because it would be hard to survive the afternoon on, on, you know, those things. But we're going to do that. And then after we get the three winners from the Triple Crown tradition, and notice Triple Crown, three winners, Three three contestants in each one triple crown. So that what we do when we get that, um, we're going to uh, go to the Breeders' Cup, and we're going to have the the final cook-off. We'll have the winner of Churchill, Pimlico, and Belmont at the Breeders' Cup, and they will have uh, they will present their award-winning recipes uh, that they do at the Breeders' Cup, and then we're going to have a celebrity chef. Um, judge the competition and who will it be? Will it be an owner, a trainer, or a jockey? Only you'll know when you find out at the Breeders' Cup in 2024 at Delmar Race Court. And then we're also we're going to highlight uh, Triple Crown recipes. Uh, we'll have a link on there that people send their Triple Crown recipes into us and and you can go on and click onto it, and you'll see uh, the little videos that they have, and you know what they do, and that's going to be an ongoing thing all year long, you know. So, and that might give some of the contestants that we have out there, you know, ideas about what they're doing, you know, that type of thing. And if you want, got a recipe you want to send in, just send it in to i e n equine tv at gmail dot com, or call us at five six one four six six one two seven two. And, uh, you, you know, you can, you can get that from us. And then, you know, we're, we're going to have the Breeders' Cup Challenge races, uh, this year. If you go to our website, uh, right now we've got the, uh, Breeders' Cup Win in Your End series on there. Uh, you can click onto that and you can see the latest, uh, Win in Your End horses that are going to the Breeders' Cup that's coming up here in, the, uh, on the 4th of November. Um, then we have, this is one of the things that, that I really like. Uh, we highlighted Julie Crone, and it's 40 moments, number six. Cigar uh, wraps up his season. It's about Cigar, the horse, and what he did in the Breeders' Cup and how he got to the Breeders' Cup. And it's really good good watching, you know, to see and get behind the scenes of what, you know, what they did and how they did it. Uh, it's really good. And then uh, with the Breeders' Cup being an inter- international, uh, you know, type of thing. Uh, we go behind the scenes and we go, uh, look at, uh, Wesley Ward's 2023, uh, Ascot, uh, racing. Um, he was one of the first Americans to win at Ascot and with American horses. And, and he's been making that a tradition for him for the last few years. Uh, Wesley's really good at it. Uh, he, he's got some good owners here, uh, in the States and he prepares his horses every year. Uh, you know, here in the States to go run over in Europe. And he's becoming quite successful at it. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it just goes to show you, uh, you can be good in this country, but when you start branching out to other countries, you know, it becomes a little different and, and things, things are different. And like Wesley going over to, uh, you know, to Europe, um, we come back to the feed thing again. You know, if he's using, uh, hallway feeds, he's getting the same feed over there that he's getting here. 
you know, there's all kinds of things that, you know, you have to do to keep your horse consistent. And Wesley's found out, you know, the way to do it and how to train them. And so that makes, that makes a big difference. But, um, you know, that, that's all part of the Breeders' Cup. You got horses coming from all around the world. And, you know, and it's a, it's a tough two days. You know, the grass, the grass is different. The dirt's different. Uh, the timing's different. Uh, um, you know, feeding's different. Uh, you know, it, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, you got to put all those things into consideration when you come down, uh, you know, when you go to the Breeders' Cup. And, and you got to win in your end. You got, um, races that you need to run in just to qualify your horse for the Breeders' Cup. And those are tough because, uh, with the Breeders' Cup races, the one in your end, hey, the horses that are in that field are stellar. Those horses are, are ready to go. They're grade one, you know, competition horses. Uh, they've been there. They've done that. Um, you know, it's, it's really a tough road to go. Because every time you're in a Breeders' Cup win and you're in, uh, you know, that you're, that's like being in a Breeders' Cup itself, you know, and, and it makes you want to get to the Breeders' Cup and get it over with so you can rest up and rest your horse up. And I don't know whether those win and you're in is harder on the trainer, the jockey, or the, or the horse. Uh, it's, it's pretty taxing on all of them. But, but it's an exciting thing, and they're, um, they're all through the year is what I like about it. Just about, you know, every weekend pretty much there might be a win in your end for one of the divisions, of, you know, of, of the uh, Breeders' Cup. Uh, it could be the sprint. It could be the classic. Uh, it could be turf. Um, you know, it, it's just exciting to watch. And, and as a horseman, it kind of gives you something to, to work with. I look at my calendar, you know, about the races that are coming up. And, and you know, it's just a good reminder, you know, for me to be watching and seeing what all is going on because, um, you know, it's uh, what I do, you know, and everybody can do that. You don't have to be an owner. You don't have to be a, a trainer. Uh, you don't have to be a jockey. You know, it's got to just be a fan, you know, and it's something that, that you can look at and really, you know, uh, have some fun with and also, and then we get down to her last segment here and, it's how they get there, the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Um, this is what's exciting. Um, there's a series of races that um, that the uh, horses are getting ready to run in the Derby. And it's, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, that's a tough road to go. I'm telling you, it, it is. You got to start thinking about it and, and you know, when it's, uh, when the Derby's coming up and, so the Churchill Downs has set a format out uh, for the Kentucky Derby. Um, it's a, I, I tell you, it's a nightmare for an owner and a trainer. It, it really is. You're looking at approximately 27 uh, races uh, from September until the 1st of May. Uh, it's a point system that you get. Uh, so every one of these races you go into, you're, you're really looking at, at a lot of good horses. And, and the odd part about it is, is if you're, if you got a two year old and you're ready to run, uh, you know, September 17th this year and the Iroquois started it all off at Churchill Downs. And the problem is, is you got to get one or two races under your belt before September 17th to get 
you know, to start getting your points. That's when the point system starts for the, for the Derby, the 2024 Derby. And so a lot of guys, uh, will take their horses to, uh, California or to Saratoga to get them ready. And Saratoga, you know, runs it and it's a, a summertime deal and you get them on the right program, right training program. You know, look, uh, you know, you could, you could get there. But the bad part about it is, is that not, there's not been a horse win the Derby that's come out of the, the, the Iroquois out of the first race in September. So, you know, you point your horse to that race and it's, it's a hard workout. You want to get one or two races maybe in on your horse, uh, you know, before seven, September 17th. And then if you do good in the Iroquois at Churchill, then you're looking at uh, approximately five weeks later, you're looking at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. You win that, and that'll get you in the Kentucky Derby. That'll get you right in the Kentucky Derby. And a lot of times, that Breeders' Cup Juvenile horse ends up being horse of the year uh, for two-year-olds. So, you know, you, you got all that pressure on you. Uh, you got the, you know, you got the Breeders' Cup coming up, and, and then you, you know, pretty much good to go. So right now, as as it stands, um, we have West Saratoga has got 11 points. Um, it's he's a tough horse, made 197 thousand dollars. He got locked. He's got 10 points. Um, he, he's a tough horse. Uh, he's running good. And then we have um, Timberlake. He's got 10 points. Uh, he's been running good, got $335,000. And then we have, uh, uh, the Wine Stewart, uh, which is a tough horse. He's got five points. And then we have General Partners got five points. He's got $100,000 in earnings. So those top five right there, this is, this could be the only time you hear their name until they run again. And we'll see if, we'll see how many of these top five are going to be in the Breeders' Cup coming up here in, in three weeks. Uh, you know, that's going to be tough. But um, back at the Iroquois, when that was run on the 17th of September, it was a $300,000 purse at Churchill Downs. And uh, the the race uh, was won by um, uh, West Saratoga. Risk, Risk It was second. Lower Arts was third. And Seas the Gray was fourth. Now, Seize the Gray is a Wayne Lucas horse, and he's really tough. Uh, that horse is really good. He ran good at Saratoga. And, and so now, you, you know, you're sitting here looking like, wow, you know, here we go. We're on the road. And then the next race that came up was in Champaign. It was $500,000 in Aqueduct on October the 7th. Uh, Timberlake won that. General Partner was uh, second. Dancing Green was third. And Gold Swept. Uh, was fourth. So, you know, we're going to be taking a look at these horses and see where they come up. Uh, now the American Trail, um, it, that was a good race. Now that also was on uh, October the 7th. It was at Santa Anita and it was $301,000 was the first money. We had, uh, Moot in it, uh, one, one the thing. We had Wine We Up and that's Wine, W-I-N-E. You know, which everybody said, oh, yeah. Then there was BU and then uh, Raging uh, Torrent uh, was fourth. 
Uh, that was a good race. Very competitive. And I think that uh, a couple of the horses that came out of uh, out of uh, the American Trail might be uh, have to dealt, be dealt with down the road. It depends on kind of what kind of road they take. If they stay in California, or if they come back east, you know, or go back to the uh, to the south or down to Florida, and that's going to be interesting to see, you know, where they go with him. And then uh, we had the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland. Um, it was five hundred eighty thousand dollars. And the winner was locked. Then there was the Wine Stewart, Generous Tipper, Northern Flame, and West Saratoga. So now we're starting to hear some names, you know, that have been around. So now we're going to have to start fine-tuning them. And, uh, you know, where where are they going to go with them? October 7th, uh, you know, to November 4th for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you know, that, that Breeders' Cup is going to be probably the strongest ju- Breeders' Cup juvenile in years. Uh, it's going to be really strong. And, and I tell you, I, I think that, I think the Derby winner might come out of the Breeders' Cup juvenile. It depends on how much they grow and how fast they grow over the winter, you know, into the spring. That's going to be interesting to see what happens there with them. And then, um, you really start getting into it, uh, uh, you know, pretty quick. Uh, October 29th um, is the uh, is the uh, um, street sense. It's a two hundred thousand dollars, and it's at Churchill Downs. Now, that, that's fairly close. You know, uh, that's fairly close to the to the Breeders' Cup, and I doubt if you'll run in the Breeders' Cup if you run in the street sense because you're only looking at three or four days away. But the thing that I, I like about the street sense is it gets you derby points, you know, which is good. It gives you time to rest your horse up till the end of the year, from December, you know, uh, into January before you start really getting uh, ready for the, uh, you know, for the uh, Kentucky Derby. And, and it gets you points. It gets you, it gets you some good money. Uh, you know, for, for the money that you're running for in a street sense, uh, you know, you're looking at $200,000. And then, and then on the 3rd of November, you've got, um, you know, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which is $2 million at Santa Anita. So now all of a sudden, you know, you're playing the, do we go? Do we stay? You know, the money would be good. Uh, you know, if, if you, if you can win the juvenile and uh, you got good money in the bank and then, that'll help you get to the Kentucky Derby. And also, a lot of decisions have to be made, you know, in and around uh, October and November for these derby horses that are coming up. And on the flip side, on November 25th, you have the Kentucky Jockey Club. It's $400,000 added at Churchill Downs. So, you know, you're looking at two races there uh, in the street sense and the. uh, you know, the Kentucky Jockey Club, and that's, they're both at Churchill Downs. That's where the Derby's at. You know, if your horse can handle those two races against top notch competition like you're going to be going against, that could be, that could be, uh, you know, a big benefit to you. You know, and it's going to give you an idea of how your horse handles the track at Churchill. So, you know, that's real beneficial, but, 
you know, and, and you get some derby points. You know, you can make a few derby points there. The money, you, can, you know, the money's good, but, you know, uh, it's not all about money anymore getting into the derby. It's about the derby points. So those are those are a couple of races right there that you can look at and really evaluate, you know, if your horse is going to be, uh, you know, on the path, or, you know, to, to Churchill Downs uh, because of the way he runs on, on the track there. And then, you know, first of the year, uh, or December 2nd, uh, you got the Remsen at uh, Aqueduct, that's 250000 um, and you come back on December 9th, Los Alamitos, Futurity, 200,000. Uh, this, the Springboard Mile is a good race. It's December 15th, uh, that they have there. And, and I'm telling you, it's going to be, uh, in, interesting to see. That's at Remington Park. And, and that's a $300,000 race. And then it just literally goes on, you know, from here. Uh, you know, they're all $300,000, $200,000, Aqueduct, the Fairgrounds, Remington Park, Santa Anita. Uh, you know, it's got all, all the good tracks, the good money. And, and so you go right on down through. And then where it really gets difficult, where it really gets difficult is in the first league of the series. And what makes that tough is um, the races that you're running in there, you know, First place is 50 points, second is 25 points, uh, third is 15, fourth is 10, and fifth is 5. And so, you know, you have an opportunity to add to your points there and, and do some major major adding if you could win the race. But like the Risen Star, for example, it's a grade 2. It's uh, two miles and an eighth. It's at the fairgrounds. That's February 17th. Then this is what this is what I really really like. It's the Rebel Stakes. It's a mile and the sixteenth. It's at Oakland. It's a million two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money right there. It's February twenty fourth. Then um, you get into um, the Fountain of Youth uh, becoming the Gulfstream. Uh, you know you're looking at a mile and the sixteenth. These are all graded races. And they're top notch uh, quality. The uh, Tampa Bay Derby, uh, you know, March the 9th, and that sets you up pretty good for, you know, getting into the Derby. And all these races that are in February and March are on the cusp of, of possibility that if you won that, you wouldn't have to run anymore before the Derby, but highly unlikely. You know, you, you, it's hard to keep a horse fit and ready to go, you know, for three, for two or three months. Then we get into uh, uh, the real, the, the real. Uh, uh, yes, my horse is going to run in the Derby. Uh, March twenty third, you have the Louisiana Derby. It's a mile and three sixteenths. It's a million dollars. It's a Grade Two at the fairgrounds, and unfortunately, at the fairgrounds, you have to worry about weather. Weather is, is really plays a, a key point in, in how they get there the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Uh, that, that's a tough one, um, you know, to go. It sets you up perfect because you're March 23rd, you know, then you're looking at five, six weeks um, before the Derby, which is good. Uh, then there's the Jeff Ruby Stakes. It's 700000 added at Turfway Park. It's a mile and an eighth. It's a grade three. And, you know, uh, uh, a lot of, not a lot of uh, big guns go to the, to the Jeff Ruby uh, 
you know, I just don't don't understand it, but they don't. Uh, it's a lot of money. It's a graded race, so you know it's good for your horse, which I like. And then uh, we have the UAE, UAE Derby. It's uh, it's a mile and three sixteenths, nineteen hundred meters. It's a million dollars. It's a great great two. It's a made in race course, and it's March thirtieth. And so that that's a uh, it's getting you closer to the Derby. Uh, then you got to take into consideration you would have to come all the way from from uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, there's so many things that you know, and a lot of horses don't come out of made uh, made in, uh, you know, come to to race in the Derby. Then this is the crucial race right here. The timing is perfect. And it's not because I'm from Florida. It's because I've always liked the Florida Derby. It's a mile and a sixteenth. It's a million dollars. It's a grade one at Gulfstream Park, and it's March 30th. And that puts you right at four and a half weeks to the Derby. I mean, it just it just fits right into the schedule. You know, it's just, you get in there and you run good, you win the Florida Derby, you come back, and then, you know, it's just maintenance into the Derby. And when you can do just maintenance on a horse going into Derby, the Derby, that's the best thing in the world. That's the best thing in the world because you're not stressing your horse too much. You're just keeping fit and keeping them right at that level. And so that's what I like about that. And then the Arkansas Derby. It's also on March 30th. It's a million five hundred thousand in Oklahoma Park going a mile and an eighth. Same thing for the uh, Florida Derby. Uh, you know, those are two races right there that if you get good weather at Hot Springs and you can win the Arkansas Derby, that sets you up perfect just like the Florida Derby does. You know, and, and that's the way way to go. But the other thing is, is at Gulfstream and in Hot Springs. Well, you got some of the toughest horses in the world there. So the field you're going to catch for the, for the Florida Derby or the Arkansas Derby is going to be tough. It's going to be tough and it's going to take a lot out of you. And, and that's what I like having, you know, four and a half, five weeks, you know, before the Derby. It gives your horse time to recoup and, and, you know, set back up. And also, it really tests your horse. And at this staging point of the, uh, how they get there in the 2024 Kentucky Derby, you want to be at that point right at those two tracks because it gives you time to recoup, uh, recoup and it gives you time to, you know, really play it out and see who's what and, and where they're coming from. And then uh, you're looking at um, uh, April the 6th, the uh, Bluegrass Stakes. Uh, not a lot of uh, big guns have come out of the Bluegrass Stakes to run in the Derby. Uh, but it's close. It's a million dollars going a mile and an eighth. Then you have the Santa Anita Derby. And this where I like, I like Santa Anita Derby there. It's April the 6th. And that's kind of close to the Derby. But sometimes you'll see a good Preakness horse or a Belmont horse uh, possibly come out of there. But, you know, who knows? You're close to the Derby. And then, of course, uh, the last uh, race that they have is the Wood Memorial, $750,000 a mile and an eighth. It said Aqueduct, and it's and that's April the sixth. And so the last, very last wild card race that you that you have is the Lexington Stakes. Uh, it's a mile and an eight, four hundred thousand added, April the thirteenth at Keeneland. So that's that, that's really a, you know it's kind of sizes it all up. 
um, the the European races, uh, they kind of end up getting like September 23rd through March 30th. Um, they're going usually going a mile, um, and, and not not very many horses come out of there, you know, to come over here to learn. And neither uh, well, sometimes we get some Japanese horses in out here uh, that uh, that we get in. And it makes it different. But uh, if you go to the website, you can see all these things that we just talked about. Uh, you know, you can see the Triple Crown uh, uh, tradition. Uh, it's an American tradition that everybody uh, goes by. And that's why we named our, our food show the Triple Crown Tradition. Uh, because, uh, ironically, uh, you know, um, the horse industry has always followed like the sports industry. You know, like, for example, um, the biggest cocktail party in the world, Florida, Georgia, you know, up in Jacksonville, uh, you know, then you see all the different colleges, you know, in basketball and football and baseball, you know, they have their traditions, usually a big rivalry. And that's what I like about sports. Uh, there's a lot of big rivalries, you know, that you see, uh, you know, like Kentucky and Louisville playing in basketball and football. Uh, you know, that's really a, a, a good thing. A lot of traditions are there. You know, who's got the better arena? You know, uh, is it Louisville? Is, is it, uh, you know, Rupp Arena? Uh, used to be, um, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Louisville people always said Freedom Hall was the best. Uh, you know, Kentucky is always Rupp Arena. And you go throughout through the sports history and you see all these kind of competitions and, and traditions. And that, that's one thing that we want everybody to do is make INTV.org a tradition that you come to. I don't care what day of the week, what time of day or night they come to it, just come to INTV.org. And that'll tell you what's going on, you know, who's doing what. You know, we got live racing today from Keeneland, from New York. Uh, we've got uh, live, um, you know, uh, Show jumping uh, from Oslo, Norway. Uh, we've got we've got a little bit of everything, you know, on there for you to go to, and, and it's all about tradition. And I think that tradition, you know, uh, sporting events especially, but I think traditions bring families closer together. I really do. You know, I, I like to see that, and that's what we're trying to establish. And, and we're a family-oriented, uh, you know, uh, website here and programming that we have. Um, you know, it's all about tradition. And, you know, I, I don't care whether it's little pony shows in the backyard or whether it's, you know, the, the Breeders' Cup, you know, in, in uh, California. Uh, you know, we want, we want your information and your shows on IEM. And, and like I said, it's all free. You just send us, you know, a little video or just send us, you know, what you're doing and where you're doing it, when it is. And we'll be glad to interview you and talk to you about the horse business and, and where it's going. So I hope you join us next week. And remember, uh, use some of those quick links that we have, you know, on here. Uh, go to it and see what they are and see how they can help you in, in your program and, and in your uh, equestrian life. Make it easier. So we'll be looking forward to uh, talking to somebody maybe next week um, on our show. So have a good weekend. Have a good horse week. And uh, do your thing.